Choose your character. Ben Moon. Nick Kelly. Choose your arena. Trailer Blazers. Trailer Blazers Stadium. Trailer Blazers post-apocalyptic level. I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and select Sub-Zero. Skip over these dorks. You don't want to be the dumb dudes? Nope. I'm gonna pick Sub-Zero. That's my guy. Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. And I'm just gonna slide kick you until I win. Do you, Are you choosing Sub-Zero because you live in such a cold place? Yes. Sub-Zero has dominated the landscape. Sub-Zero wins when it comes to America this week. There's a meme of the of the US like, you know, covered in the cold and it had Sub-Zero in front that so Sub-Zero wins. It's yep. funny. It's very it good. Good. It good. Uh there's 4 feet of snow in my yard. Uh it snowed for one day here and then it all melted. Oh. It's getting warmer so it should be it should start melting next week cuz it's supposed to be in the 40s, but How many times have you shoveled snow? About 8 so far. Ugh. Are do, you, do you, does that give you like strong shoulders or a strong back? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I don't have a strong either one. The worst was I had to go shovel the deck at my parents' house because it had like four feet of snow on it and you can't uh, have that on the deck. And that was difficult. Is it what? Because it'll collapse or something? Yeah. So you got to take care of it. So I went and did, yeah. I did the whole thing in one go. So I was about dead at the end. I just like shuffled home. <laughs> well let's uh let's talk about maybe uh after you shuffled home what did you watch watch anything this past week what nick watched yeah i went on a tear this week i watched a lot of stuff so i finished watching the uh crime scene vanishing at the cecil hotel that i was talking about so last week i mentioned that there was really nothing new in the first two episodes and there wasn't a lot new for the rest of it except in the last 20 minutes there was two pretty new things that were pretty definitive in terms of case closedness so i feel like i have a really strong idea of what happened in that case now uh which is pretty cool so That's it's cool. worth watching if you're if you're interested in the elisa lamb cecil hotel mystery if you want lighter fare I watched the We Bear Bears movie on HBO, which is a it's a Cartoon Network show, We Bear Bears, like one of those 12-minute Cartoon Network animated series. It's really funny. And so they made a movie like as a, a fin- like a series finale. They did like a movie, and that was pretty good. Uh, I started watching The Great North on Fox, which is the... It's the Bob's Burgers style animated show That's with right. Nick Offerman. That's yeah. right. Um, I'm gonna keep watching it. The first, there's nothing too special about the first two, but you know those animated shows. The first season's never that great anyway, so I just want to see if if any of the characters stick with me. If I watch a few more, I watched Coming to America, the first one, uh, with Eddie Murphy. It is on Amazon Prime. If anyone wants to watch that, I got it from Jay, but it is on Amazon Prime. How's it hold up? I thought it was funny. It was directed by John Landis, who directed Blues Brothers, so there's a lot of the same DNA in there. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's pretty funny. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I just think Eddie Murphy's hilarious. Uh, there's there's a couple parts where I was laughing out loud pretty good, especially one part where he's walking around New York singing and everyone's, like, yelling at him to stop and, like, throwing things at him, but he's so happy that he, he won't. That's the best part. And then I started watching the uh, sci-fi channel show Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk. And that is extremely good. So I burned through the first four episodes that are out really quickly. Because 
Okay, it's good in a lot of different ways. First of all, I think Alan Tudyk is maybe nat- like the most naturally funny person that's alive. So just like him doing anything is good. Uh, second, there's so what are the, the premise basically is he's an alien that has to pretend uh, to be human while he tries to find his ship that crashed, and they think he's the town doctor because when he landed there, that was like the first person he ran into, and he like inadvertently murdered him, and like assumed his form. <laughs> so they think he's the town doctor so he sort of has to be the town doctor and uh the nurse that works with him like there's some stuff with her family that's actually like a really good it's more serious stuff but it's a really good story and it's she's a good actor so it's very good in that way too so it's funny it has a good dramatic undertones and then also there's this wily coyote-esque plot where there's this one kid in town that knows he's an alien so he's like tries to kill this kid and it's just like wily coyote stuff and the kid is like against him so he's having this war with this kid and everyone else thinks he's a human but the kid sees him as the alien it's it's very very good that's interesting i and i i I don't know that i've ever seen a sci-fi show like the channel and so like it all it all in my mind it's all like this cheesy low budge stuff yeah, so in the entire history of Sci-Fi Channel's existence, there's been three things on it that I've enjoyed. The first was they they aired three seasons of Mystery Science Theater after Comedy Central canceled it, so they, they moved it over to Sci-Fi for the final three seasons, which are, in my opinion, the best three seasons. And then I liked Battlestar Galactica, and now I like Resident Alien. Okay, okay, cool. And then I just now finished watching Sonic the Hedgehog, which is on Amazon Prime. And what'd you think? I liked it. It's, it reminds me of Detective Pikachu. I liked Detective Pikachu a little more. Okay. But uh, it was it was wholesome. It was funny. Um, yeah, Jim Carrey makes the, the movie for me. If you like Jim Carrey at all, this is a, like a top-tier Jim Carrey performance. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, do, do I, you know, when we lock, watched this trailer, I remember watching this trailer, and we, we said, oh, the best part of the, what looks the best is when they're in Sonic's world. Like, that looks... It looks really good. Is that the best part of the movie? No, the best part is fully Jim Carrey. Okay. Jim Carrey's hilarious in okay. this movie. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik or Dr. Eggman. He's absurd. They call him both in it. Okay, good. Okay. All right, cool. Well, I didn't watch anything. Uh, I've watched uh, nothing, so uh, there's that. Um, but I did... Uh, spend a couple nights setting up my new phone and my new laptop uh, so we know that I actually I did, I did actually find a laptop why don't, why don't you tell people about your phone too because that's ridiculous okay so randomly uh, during the Super Bowl apparently T-Mobile had some sweepstakes where you like tweet out something about 5G the best 5G network or whatever and they were going to give away free Samsung Galaxy S21 plus 5G phones well, I didn't watch the uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, I was painting shoes, I believe, at the time, uh, and I wouldn't, didn't go into these, you know Super Bowl parties or whatever. So I didn't I didn't know about this. Uh, so obviously, I didn't enter. Well, like a couple of uh, t- on Tuesday after the Super Bowl, they did they they I guess they did the sweepstakes again, and so I just I was like, yeah, I tweeted it out. It was like a T-Mobile Tuesday thing. It was just a little link. I just tweeted it. Okay, didn't think anybody anything about it. Well on 
I guess Thursday or Friday, I got uh, a message uh, that said, hey, you've been chosen as a winner. And I like checked and double checked it. It was a Twitter direct message from the T-Mobile account, the official T-Mobile account. And I like triple checked it because I was like, this has got to be a scam. Turns out it wasn't a scam. And your boy is now using his new Samsung Galaxy S21 Plus 5G phone. And how do you like it? Uh, I like it a lot, actually. It's got a 120 hertz screen, so it's so smooth. It's so beautiful. I sold. I've already sold my old phone on eBay, uh, and so it's uh, yeah. This new phone's awesome. It's great. Nice. That's it's got, awesome. Yeah, it's got a lot of bloatware on it, though. That's the only thing about Samsung phones. You get a lot of bloatware. Yeah. I got me a, a, a Note Nine. So yeah. So you know about the bloatware. I know so, yeah, all about the bloatware. So kind of crazy. It's a thousand dollar phone. This is not a phone I would ever buy. I would never spend a thousand dollars on a phone. I, I'm pretty much a mid tier type of type of guy at this point. Uh, so this is kind of a, a nice treat. Yeah, I mean, I think my phone was a thousand dollars, but I just do that thing where they make your bill twenty bucks higher for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I've paid it off already, and and it still works as good as the day I bought it. So hopefully that's how yours works as well yeah hopefully so yeah samsung makes a good phone i've, I've had a, a note before as well and it lasted forever and i actually bought it used and it still lasted forever so it was a great phone nice yeah so that and is you, you did find that laptop though i did find that laptop so i found a good deal on it. it's it got uh, 64 gigs of ram one terabyte hard drive uh, uh rtx 2060 in it so it's it's good for some light gaming but really i, I, I use it for photo editing so uh, and it's it's light and thin and it's nice. It's MSI if you're if anybody's wondering. I bought it on Newegg. MSI. Anyway, pretty good deal. Let, let's talk about some uh, new news other than the personal news. Let's talk about the industry news, the movie and TV show industry news. Dumb dudes news. This first one is pretty buck wild. Did not see this coming. Yeah, so apparently Twisted Metal, they're making a TV series. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know if this is animated or if this is live action, but Will Arnett is the voice of Sweet Tooth. That's insane. It's perfect. Uh, if you don't know, Sweet Tooth is the, the clown car guy, like with the fire hair that you've, you've probably seen if you know anything about Twisted Metal or even just a passing glance at it. Sweet Tooth is like the most recognizable character from that series. Yeah, he was an ice cream truck in the first one. Yeah, so it's a car combat game, uh, and I don't know how they're going to make this a show. Do you, is it going to be animated? Do we know? We, we, don't, we don't think we know anything about it, do we? No, we don't know very much. We only know that uh, Will Arnett is doing the voice. It just says it says for a cameo voiceover role, but it's really weird that they're making a, a Twisted Metal TV series in the first place. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very strange, but... Um, I mean, maybe it can be cool. Maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Who did you play when you played? Like, who was your go-to? God, it's been so long. I mean, it's when when did PS2 come out? I mean, God, it's been so long. That was one of the that was on like a launch game for PS2. I mean, I I was in high school or or college or something. Uh, so I yeah. don't even I don't remember. Mine was Dark Side the Semi. Okay, was there like a black sport? Was there a black sports car? I only remember Darkseid and Sweet Tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twisted Metal Black. If that's the game that came out on uh, with PlayStation 2 came out, Twisted Metal Black. That's the one I played the most. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Do you remember the other ones? that There was one on N64 called Vigilante 8. 
but even that was after one of my favorite games of all time, which is Interstate 76. That is the one of the best soundtracks of all time, if not the greatest video game soundtrack of all time, potentially. Uh, do you ever? Did you have, you have you ever even heard of Interstate 76? Was there an arcade cabinet of that? No. Uh, it was a PC. No. It was a PC game by Activision. I don't know that one. Yeah. Well, it, write into us and let us know if you've heard of that one, folks. Uh, okay, so we know that Sonic is on Prime, so that's the piece of news that you had on here. Yeah, they put it up on Prime on Thursday, I think. Now, this last piece of news that we have, I had no idea until I read this uh, here on oh, our yeah. show notes. Uh, so uh, HBO is teaming up with Bad Robot, uh, which is J.J. Abrams' production house, studio, whatever, and they're making a Constantine series for HBO Max. Yep, so this is not going to be affiliated to the constantine's show that was on nbc a couple years ago with matt ryan it's not like a continuation of that or anything it's a new constantine show with a new constantine uh this article says uh they're looking to cast a diverse lead so probably not a stock blonde white guy and for constantine this says it's it's a londoner they want him to be a londoner make him pakistani i mean we were just talking about how we need more um like middle eastern actors in yes. you know to do stuff because we need that and so this would be great a great opportunity for that i think i agree that's what i think they should do uh i will watch I'll, i will start watching this i will give it the benefit of the doubt i like constantine i want this to be good so i i'm not like a constantine fan i think it's an interesting character but i am a jj abrams fan and i like stuff that bad robot does so i i'm in i was i was uh real on board with jj abrams and he's he's slowly like disappointed me over the last few years with stuff and now i i need him to i need him to impress me back again because the last few things he's done for me haven't worked okay i want to talk about that Let, let's talk about that for a second um that yeah. space movie that he did i was kind of a letdown uh which one the one where like they uh it was a net was it a netflix movie cloverfield paradox cloverfield paradox yeah that was a little bit of a letdown yeah i didn't like that i really liked 10 cloverfield lane so that was a good one um i wasn't really crazy about that one i like that one a lot i the first cloverfield had the small monster problem for me because there was those small monsters i didn't like that um i didn't like star wars 9 uh i did like star wars 7 it's, he's all over the place. Like yeah. Super 8 was great. Yeah, he directed Mission Impossible 3, which is one of the best spy movies ever made, ever. Mission Impossible 3 is so good. So it's like he's sort of all over, but like I want something real good and like now, <laughs> you know? Like I want him to do something real good. <laughs> real good now. Yeah. That's that's what we need. Well, hopefully hopefully this will be will be good and we'll, and we'll say, "Hey man, he's back." And uh, Bad yeah. Robot is back. Baby. I want to see a consistent stream of good, bad robot things. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we, we have, you know what? We have a new segment. That's right. This is, uh, this, there's a lot of video game movie stuff in this episode. I was noticing from the outline. So I came up with a new segment. Basically, I found a Rotten Tomatoes list, and it's the 43 video game movies ranked worst to best list. It's a random number, 43. And they ranked it worst to best. I would like to preface this by saying that I, I think Rotten Tomatoes doesn't really... It's not like a good judge of how good a movie is. It's just 
an aggregate for critics and I don't like critics, but it does make good fodder for a game. So the name of this segment is Worst Best. Worst Best. <laughs> That's right. So Worst Best. So we're going to play the Worst Best game right now. Okay. I'm going to just ask you a bunch of stuff from this. Okay. First of all, who... Okay, this is a list of 43 video game movies ranked worst to best. So okay. worst best. All right. Who do you think, as a director, is the most represented on this list, oh, first of all? Oh, I know this easily. It's, it's Uwe Boll. You are correct. How many films does he have on this <sighs> list? God, let me, let me... Okay, so I know he's got like that, that vampire one, Blood Rain, I think is the name of it, or something like that. Uh, yep, he, that he, is on the list. He, he, he's got... Uh, he's got is it the far it's not the far cry movies the far cry no it's uh is it far cry did he make a far cry movie he might have but it's not on this list okay okay because he made he made some sort of uh crisis movie or far anyway uh oh what else did he make i don't know what else he made uh he's got to have at least four or five on there He's got five movies on the list yeah okay good okay so I'm, i'm like i'm like firing on all cylinders here man the combined percentage of his movies on rotten tomatoes the combined percentage i want you to guess what you think the combined percentage gosh. is and i'll tell you if you're close um gosh eight nine percent you're low okay okay uh 23 percent. that's about exactly it's 21 percent. okay if you add all of his percentages together <laughs> uve bowl's percentage is 21 percent. that is his five movies and they are uh, Alone in the Dark, House uh, of the Dead, In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale, Blood Rain, and Postal. Okay, okay. All right, wow. now one more percentage. What do you think of those movies the highest ranked one is? Oh, uh, uh, probably the uh, House of the Dead is probably the highest ranked one. It is not. Oh, I don't the know. highest ranked one is Postal at 9% score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> the, it says the critics' consensus is an attempt at political satire that lacks any wit or relevance. Postal is nonetheless one of Uwe Boll's more successful films, for what it's worth. All right, uh, jumping to the other end, what do you think is the highest rated movie on this list? I'm trying to think of a video game movie. Is it? Is it? Uh, we just talked about it. Is it Pokemon? Is it the Pokemon uh detective pikachu that's up there but it is not number one hmm i'll give you one hint it is animated uh and it's his movies right yeah just movies i would never have guessed this just oh, so is it know. one of the po- is it one of the animated pokemon movies nope is it the is it the animated street fighter anime nope god uh is it a warner brothers like mortal Kombat uh animated thing nope I ne- I t- I gotta tell you I would never ever in a million years have guessed. This. Yeah, I give up. What is it? The number one ranked movie on this list is the Angry Birds movie two. What? <laughs> I would have never got that. Now, can you get in the ballpark of the Rotten Tomato score of that movie? Oh, is that what like sixty five, sixty seven percent, something like that? Now, keep in mind, this is the number one movie on the entire list. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Maybe like 88. I don't know. It's 73%. So okay. you were very close to the 75. I just threw that in there to make you second guess yourself. Okay. Pokemon Detective Pikachu is number two. Okay. So it's okay. right up there. And uh, that one's at 68%. All right. I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. 
I want you to tell me where these movies fall. Where does Street Fighter, the live action Street Fighter, fall? Let's find the live action Street Fighter. So many Resident Evil movies. Okay. Street Fighter ranks at number 35 <laughs> with a 10% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. 10%. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So where does, um, where does Prince of Persia land? I just scrolled past that one. Uh, famously, I watched this movie without sound on a boat. Uh, Prince of Persia <laughs> is a little higher on the list. This one is comes in hot at number nine with oh, a thirty-seven percent rating. Is it is it is it rated higher than Assassin's Creed? Uh, yes, Assassin's Creed, starring Michael Fassbender, mm-hmm. comes in at number twenty-seven out of forty-three with an eighteen percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, uh, I'm gonna try to guess where Mario falls. Mario, Mario Brothers. Uh, I'm gonna say number thirty-eight. Mario is. Number 18 with a oh. 24% rating. So wow. that's a little more popular than, than wow. I expected. Okay, okay. Uh, I, you know, I'm trying to think of any good video game movies that I've seen. Mortal Kombat is probably my favorite. Um, that's my favorite as well. That one is ranked at number 6 uh, with a 48% yeah. score on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I'll, tell you the top, I'll tell you the top ones here, just yeah. you know, for closure. Yeah. Uh, the Angry Birds Movie 2, number 1. Pokemon Detective Pikachu, number two. Sonic the Hedgehog, number three. The Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider at number four. Oh, yeah, Ram- yeah. Rampage at number five. Mortal Kombat at number six. And then it devolves from there into yeah. madness. <laughs> uh, I, the, the Rampage movie was dumb, man. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. I, I actually thought it was fun. But it was really I, stupid. It was stupid, but it was it was good fun. And the special effects are really weirdly good. Yeah. Like, it yeah, has I, really good visual effects. I, well, they, they, you know, they, they did not make the mistake of uh, small kaiju, so. I have one more question for you. Is how many Pokemon movies do you think are on this list? Three. There are six Pokemon movies on this list. Wow. Also, oh, one left. One question left. Which Resident Evil movie do you think got the highest rating? The first one. Nope. Weirdly enough, it was uh, Resident Evil The Final Chapter from 2017 with a, coming in at number 10 with 37%, followed immediately by Resident Evil 1 from 2002 with a 35% at number 11. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that, not... was my, that was my game worst best. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like that game. I, I want to play that again. Then you'll, if you want to do it, you just have to find some weird list and then. Okay. I, that's easy. The internet is full of them. Heck, you just go to BuzzFeed. They got exactly. a million. Exactly. That's what I was like. I, I should be able to gamify one of these dumb lists. Oh, uh, this is. That was fun. Oh, man. I, I can't wait to do this again. That'll be great. And I'm going to sort of parlay this into a sort of a questions time. So I just want to know. I'm going to make a post. You tell me what your favorite video game adaptation movie is. I just want to know what people think is the best, and I want to know what you think is the worst. Okay, yeah, that's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, so let's move on to the new, new. New, 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 new. New, new. New, new. Oh, I thought you were done. (laughs) New, new. (laughs) All right, the new, new trailers, folks. We have an Adele Dazeen. Yep, the wickedly talented Adele Dazeen. We actually have some good ones this week. We do. Uh, there's some that I'm actually like hyped to see these movies. So, yeah. 
so leading off the pack here is the the second Godzilla versus Kong trailer. Really, not anything you hadn't seen before here. No, there's not a lot of new stuff in this. It's mostly just the same trailer, but there's a few shots more of them fighting. Uh, nothing to confirm the Mechagodzilla theory yet. Uh, the only thing is that I th- I would rather talk about this that this second trailer that has no new information than talk about the Snyder Cut trailer that came out, which is not on this list. <laughs> I didn't even I've know it, it came out. <laughs> there's a new trailer for that. I'm, I don't want it. No. No. So we're, I'm going to talk about Godzilla. Okay, so it, so somebody I was playing Dungeons and Dragons last night. One of my one of the guys um, was telling me he's like in the trailer. Somebody took a screenshot or something of in the background. There's like uh, these like people have like a picture of, of Godzilla, and then next to it's like a battery thing like getting filled up, and so mm-hmm. they think that's that's like a uh, an Easter egg to say that Mecha Godzilla is either in this or coming. Uh, and then also I want to say this: when you search. Godzilla versus Kong trailer on YouTube. There, you know how it has a little thumbnail of the videos. Yes, it's a thumbnail of a Mecha Godzilla, like a very modern looking Mecha Godzilla head. And I was like, oh, "Are they? Is this the? Is did they reveal this in the trailer?" And then I watched the trailer and I was like, "No, there's no Mecha Godzilla here." So like, it's it's like a clickbait, you know. I feel like all of the nerds who are familiar with the original Mecha Godzilla movies, like me just see this coming and believe that's what's happening maybe so maybe so but i'm still super hyped for this joe yo yeah i can't wait this is gonna be great can't can't wait all right so then we have a trailer uh for the lost pirate kingdom and this is like a document like a dramatized documentary series yeah i'm pretty excited about this this reminds me of the way that they used to make documentaries like that would be on PBS or whatever, and you'd just you'd watch it, and then it has all these dramatized scenes that they're they they talk about, and then there's like actors acting out the scenes. I feel like I haven't seen a documentary like this in a million years, and I'm I'm excited about it. You know what it reminds me of, Nick? Um, do you remember? I think the History Channel did it. Um, was it called America? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. This is very similar to that to me. Yeah, it's those ones that they used to... I feel like it was more in the 90s and like maybe the early 2000s style of documentary filmmaking. A lot of stuff went to the Ken Burns method of, of just like narration over like slideshow, I feel. Yeah. And uh, I don't like documentaries without narrators unless they're not about a serious topic because I feel like when you do a documentary without a narrator where it's just like interviews and there's no moderator or narrator i feel like they're secretly manipulating me into Uh, coming to a conclusion hmm. Uh, i like i like them to be a little more on brand with what they're saying so i can i can know what they're i don't want to be tricked the only exceptions i have are if the the material is not that serious like errol morris did that documentary which is my favorite one of all time called vernon florida and it's got that guy with like the possum in the he pulls the possum out of the box he's like i got this one and there's like the turkey hunter guy and it's all nonsense it doesn't matter it's just like this is the vernon florida it doesn't he has no agenda it's just weird in the same sort of weirdness uh my brother sent me a link to a youtube video because it uh to a documentary and this is a fam- somewhat famous documentary. You may have even heard of this. It's called Hands on a Hard Body. Oh, yeah. that's Yeah, I think we talked about this on here. Yeah. Because you always say the quotes from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it, it, 
famously, it's been very expensive to, to buy like on eBay or whatever. Uh, but it's on YouTube, the whole thing. You can go on YouTube and watch it. And I will, uh, I'll give you the link next. We can put it in the show notes or I'll put it in the show notes, whatever. Uh, but yeah, you can go watch the nest. If you've, if you, if you've heard about us talk, if you've heard us talk about it before, we've, we, you can now watch it. Also, Vernon, Florida is also on YouTube. So I'll oh, put good. the link to that one as well. Okay. I may check that one. <laughs> so I'm good. I got to see the possum and coming out of the box. The Lost Pirate Kingdom is is going to be good, I think. So I want to watch this. I think it might be fairly accurate. There's one scene. There's one uh, snippet in this where Blackbeard has the uh, the wicks tied uh-huh. to his beard, and, he, and they're on and they're they're lit. And yep. I was like, that's probably what it looked like. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and Bonnie's in it too. Uh, when I was when I was in college, and like me and Kevin would like draw stuff and hang out and. Uh, not do our schoolwork properly. Uh, I, I was making a web comic, and and one of the characters in my web comic was based on Anne Bonny, so I was very excited to see her in this. Is like, oh. she the one? Is she the woman that said "Oid pirate for the rest of my days"? Yep, yep, yep. So she's great. <laughs> I'll probably put that line in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should. If it were me, I'd pirate for the rest of my days. Uh, all right. So then we have a trailer for Close Enough season two. Yeah, so this is J.G. Kintel's uh, HBO Max series that was originally going to be on TNT, but then TNT decided they weren't going to have original animation anymore, so HBO bought it. So the the time period from... They made this season one in 2017, and it just sat there for like three years until they put it on HBO Max last year, and then they everyone liked it, so they greenlit the second season. It's really funny. J.G. Kintel's humor is... is very millennial-ish, so like if you like '80s stuff and you're my and Ben's age, you'll probably like. And you've seen regular show. It's it's he made regular show, so it's very uh, millennial-esque humor. So it's very good. Yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with this, but they got me twice in this trailer with him picking up the kid in his spine, just like <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> it falls apart like Tetris blocks exploding. Yeah, and then he and then he gets a street couch, and his wife is mad about it. Yeah, he's like, "I got us a street couch," and she's like, "No." It's like I've never heard the term street couch, but I know exactly what it is. In there's an episode in season one where the. Uh, his wife and, and her friend, who's voiced by Kamiko Glenn, are trying to... They're like comedy musicians, so they're trying to come up with songs in the woods. And then Weird Al is randomly hiking in the woods. And he's like, you think he's going to give them all this great advice or whatever, but he just gets attacked by a bear and killed. <laughs> <laughs> then he comes back as a ghost. It was so good. Uh, Close uh, Enough is on HBO. It's really good. That sounds funny. Uh, okay, so then we have a trailer for Six Minutes to Midnight. Yeah, so there's been a lot of good Spycraft movies lately, and this looks to be one of them. It's got Judy Dench in it. Yeah, one dame, Judy Dench. Uh, I really, I didn't put any other notes in here that, other than it looks good. Yeah, so <laughs> the synopsis, I'll read the synopsis of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, August 15th, 1939, 17 days before World War II, an English teacher and his camera disappear on a coastal boarding school with 20 German teen girls. Miller gets the job six days later, secretly trying to find out what happened. So it's it's this weird movie about spies and a German students in a school in England. And it's got Jim Broadbent in it and Judy Dench. So you know it's got to be good. 
It, it, I think so. I remember, you know the dig? Wasn't the dig right before World War II as well? Or like right it at the was, beginning yeah. of it? Yeah, I feel yep. like we're... These, these movies about the very beginnings of uh, World War II. Also, this movie has James Darcy in it, who was Mr. Jarvis in the Agent Carter TV series. And he was also uh, the first mate in Master and Commander. So I love him forever and I will watch anything he's in. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Uh, then we have a trailer for Cruella. Yeah, so this is Disney making a Cruella de Vil like, origin movie like they did with uh, Maleficent. This is such a weird thing to me because I, I understand Maleficent somewhat because she's got you can make a sort of more complex backstory for a character like that. But Cruella de Vil was a fashionista who wanted to murder dogs. And like if you like, am I? I'm not gonna feel. I'm not gonna feel like sympathy with this character. I don't care. Like she's she's bad. People who want to make uh, murder puppies are bad. Like sorry. End of story. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, what's weird to me about this is that they have. And look, I love Emma Stone. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love her. I think she's great. Uh, but she plays a British woman. And I'm I'm like, why didn't they get a British actress to do this? I don't... I don't either. I don't understand. Uh-huh. I don't understand. I, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get this. I don't, I don't see why, what, what the desire here is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, will I ever see... I still haven't seen Maleficent. And did they make a Maleficent 2? They did. I saw the first one because I'm madly in love with Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay. Uh, but it wasn't very memorable. I didn't really like it that much. So I never yeah. saw the second one. Yeah, I don't, I'll don't. i probably never see any of these, to uh, be honest no. with you. No. So. It's just another Disney live action movie. Yeah, that's all it is. Uh, all right, so then we have Gaia. And boy, this looked wild. Yeah, this is the weirdest one on this list, and perhaps one of the more low-key intriguing ones. Yes, absolutely, yeah. So, uh, we all know of uh, my love for Annihilation. Did You you liked Annihilation, right? I love it. It's, it's okay, an love. excellent movie. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it was my favorite movie of 2018, as I've said before. This mm-hmm. is very much in that vein, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we both put that in the notes. Like, it, it looks cool, and it looks creepy, and it looks creepy in the Annihilation way of... People, something weird is happening that is otherworldly and beyond their comprehension, and they're just in it and they don't understand it. But it doesn't matter because that's that's where they are, you know. Yeah, this I love. I absolutely love stories, movies where the antagonist is not good or evil. Uh huh. Yeah, where it's just this is something that's happening. It's it's something that's happening. It's a, it's a it's a force of nature, and in this case, it is a. A fungi, uh, some type of very, very fast-growing fungi, and it messes with their minds, and it's just, God, it's, it. I, I think this might be my favorite trailer this week. Yeah, there was a thing in it that looked like a clicker from The Last of Us. Oh yeah, it was like, like a creature with, with like fungus things coming. Now Gaia is the, is an Earth goddess, like an ancient Earth goddess. So I wonder if it's like one, if it's like. There's these people that believe it's this one entity and it's like Gaia, the, the Earth Mother or whatever, which some people may remember as being in Captain Planet. <laughs> I think she was in Captain Planet. But uh, in this, it seems to be a sort of 
just force of nature creature thing and and while the protagonists are adverse to it because of it's it has a harmful effect on them it's not because it's evil or good it's just they're in the way of this and so they have to figure out a way around it i i feel like this would be an ideal swamp thing movie <laughs> swamp thing would fit nicely into this for sure oh, for sure yeah and perhaps even i haven't seen it and it looks good but perhaps swamp thing could improve it per, per, perhaps perhaps it could the, i, I, I want to say there is a theory that some people have i don't buy into this theory but it's a theory that fungi is actually not native to earth that it came to earth aboard some comet or asteroid or a, a broken chunk off of another planet or something that crashed into earth and so it's actually a foreign entity so that would be what panspermia i think that's called yeah i don't i don't believe this but that's it, it, it's a great uh, uh story prompt isn't it yeah definitely the uh, i'll read the synopsis uh or the summary for this just in case we haven't summed it up enough for you it says on a surveillance mission in a primordial forest a park ranger encounters two survivalists living a post-apocalyptic lifestyle the boy and his philosophical father seem to have their own religion and a mysterious relationship to nature there are many suspicious aspects to their existence but when the cabin is attacked by strange post-human beings one night she learns that there's a greater threat in the emergent wilderness so it's like yeah the the forest or the natural the natural creatures or whatever from this entity it's it just looks cool it's a cool it looks like annihilation and the music is kind of similar to annihilation don't you think that's i think what sort of brought me into that uh similarity in the first place so it's like oh this is this has got a vibe like annihilation it's like annihilation if if it was swamp thing annihilation yeah yeah yeah, de- if you're if you're gonna check out any of these trailers this week, de- definitely check this one out. Um, it's cool looking. It, it's cool. Uh, so then we have a trailer for a Netflix anime, and it's uh, Dota Dragon's Blood, based on the Valve game Dota. Is Dota two the one that they modded into that zombie game? I have Day-Z? no. <laughs> no, because because Dota is like a top down uh, arena combat game. Uh, and uh, Day Z is like a first-person survival game. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of. Uh, I've heard of the name Dota, and I don't remember from from what context. Cause it's not a type of game I would play. Isn't Isn't Day Z based off of Arma? Arma, uh, that's it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Arma. it was Arma Two or something. We got there. Don't at me. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Dota, I've I have never played it. I know a lot of people love it. I didn't know there was a story there. It's got Troy Baker in it. It doesn't everything. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. You could say that and it wouldn't narrow down anything. Uh, no, it really wouldn't. So no surprise there. Um, yeah, this just... I mean, I'm not a Dota fan, so this didn't really grab me. Yeah, no, I, I'm not interested in... Like, no. I never even... I never heard of... Uh, well, I guess I've heard of the name, but I, I don't know anything about this. And the trailer didn't sell me on wanting to. No, I, I probably will not check this out. Uh, but you know what? What I will check out, Nick. What's that, dude? Mortal Kombat. Okay, so finally, finally, the Mortal Kombat trailer has arrived. We've been getting little snips and stuff of like Sub Zero's Ice Blade and all that stuff for like a couple weeks, and here it is in its full glory, and it looks awesome. D- I, this looks way better than I was expecting. 
Yeah, I was expecting. Honestly, in like in the back of my head, I was like, "Is this gonna be bad?" Like Mortal Kombat Two, <laughs> like Mortal Kombat yeah. Annihilation. <laughs> but it seems to be. It's more like. Did you ever see the Mortal Kombat web series Legacy that they made? Yes, yes. Which that was awesome, and I was like, "Why don't they do something like that?" And like Jerry Ryan was in that, and she was Sonya. But uh, yeah, so that was awesome. It reminds me of that, so it just looks good. And and Sub Zero looks awesome. And there's this part where he's fighting Scorpion, and he cuts him, and he makes an ice knife out of his blood. It's crazy. It's wild, dude. And uh, it's definitely rated R. This is a Red Band trailer. We should mention. Yeah, this it is, is definitely a hard R. Yes, fatalities and whatnot. Oh yes. Um, so my favorite character is in this Kung Lao, and his costume looks so awesome. I want to make this costume, and also I think it's probably worth mentioning that I don't know that there's ever been an iteration of a Mortal Kombat movie where Sonya Blade was not beautiful. Yeah, no, it's impossible. Uh, this this one is no exception. <laughs> she is quite beautiful. <laughs> There's also my my favorite Mortal Kombat character is Sub Zero, and I always he's a bad guy, so he always will lose. Like, so I just <laughs> I go into these mo- movies knowing my favorite character will always end up losing, but then I usually end up with like Sonya Blade just because she was Jerry Ryan once. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember TNT had a Mortal Kombat series? Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, that wasn't a long, li- long-lived series. No, it was not. It was definitely not. I had something I wanted to mention. Was it about the Mortal Kombat series? No, that. By the way, that Mortal Kombat series is impossible to find. I, like at least not the last time I looked. And it's been a few years, but I was like, I wonder. I wonder what happened to that. Yeah, I well, don't, what was it called? I can't even. I'm trying to find it on IMDb. Oh, I know. I was going to talk about. It. I remember now. So there is in this trailer, at least there is no Johnny Cage. But there is a character named Cole, and I'm wondering if Cole becomes Johnny Cage. Like, that's his stage name or something. Oh, that's a good idea, because he's an MMA fighter uh, in this movie, and they could easily have Johnny Cage be his, his yeah, if he, stage name. Yeah, because he's a, if he's a cage fighter, like a MMA cage fighter, Johnny Cage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good theory. I wonder if that because yeah, because Johnny Cage is is absent from all of the advertising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just like, yeah, Johnny Cage. <laughs> he was just a Jean Claude Van Damme reference back in the '90s. Maybe they've moved <laughs> beyond him. But I feel like that's a good idea that he'll just be this guy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Goro's in this, by the way. I wasn't expecting that too, because he was in none of the like marketing up until this point. So there was nothing about him, and all of a sudden there he is. It's like everyone's in this. Melina's in it. Uh, yeah, looked yep. like Reptile was maybe in the trailer. Uh, is Katana? If Melina's there, Katana's probably there. I want Noob Sabot to be in it. Yeah, I like him. I was just I was playing Mortal Kombat 11 with Kevin the other day because we were both equally bad at it, so it's actually yeah. f- like well matched. Yeah, it works. So I yeah. Was, one of the only times I kept winning was with Noob. Well, they put him in there. We can only hope. What we can only hope. But anyway, awesome. Can't wait. Gonna be fun. Uh, then we have a trailer for Invincible. Okay, so this is an animated series based on a comic book by uh, Robert Kirkman, who created The Walking Dead. And that should tell you about yep. the the philosophy of this. It's a nihilistic, <laughs> hyper-violent <laughs> cartoon about Stephen Yeun as a, a superhero character who's like yellow and blue. But yeah, his this, dad is his dad is straight up J. Jonah Jameson. 
Yeah. It's J.K. Like, Simmons and everything. Yeah, he, he absolutely is. Uh, this starts out fairly normal. This is an animated uh, hero series, and then it gets real bloody and gory real quick. Yeah, it's, it, it's animated like uh, the DC animated series, you know, like the Batman Superman adventures. So it's like a real bright, bubbly looking animation, but then yeah. like, they're smashing people's heads and stuff, which is fine if I'm if I'm expecting that. Like the Harley Quinn series on HBO is is pretty violent but it's funny it's really funny so it it sort of balances out but i feel like if robert kirkman wrote this that it's just going to be like an edgelord nihilist garbo comic so i you know i actually started reading oh this is a long time ago i started reading the, the walking dead comics and i had to quit it's just so i don't know man it's it's so extreme it's so extreme i read the walking dead comics up until negan and then i was done with it Oh, I didn't get that far. I didn't get near that far. I bought a bunch at once, so I had to justify my purchase and read all the ones I bought. <laughs> this is called the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, so I'm not. I was not into this. No, I. I. This is, as far as I'm concerned, a step above Mark Millar, but only just. It's only just above Mark Millar. Only just. So that's that's that. Uh, invincible. Okay, then the tenth trailer we have here is called The Mosquito Coast. Yeah, this is a TV series starring Justin Theroux. I have no idea if this is like a remake or tied in any way to the Harrison Ford movie from what was that? The that was the late eighties, I think, or sometime in the nineties. Harrison Ford movie called The Mosquito Coast. Both the nineteen eighty six Harrison Ford film and the upcoming series are adaptations of the same novel. And the details on this are pretty vague. Uh, it doesn't give a lot away in the trailer. It just, the synopsis on IMDb only says an idealist uproots his family and moves them to Latin America. So I don't know what it's about um, very much. All I know is that Justin throws in it and he's usually a good sign. Yeah, this is, well, this is Apple, Apple uh, TV. Yes. Was it? Yeah. The, I actually, when I f- was watching this, I was like, I don't, they're not given a whole lot of context here. I'm not exactly sure what's happening. And then by the end, I was like, you know what? I think that was actually appropriate for what this is. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it seemed like they were very careful to not reveal too much in the trailer. So you kind of go in not not knowing too much. And I think that was actually a good call. I want to talk about Justin Thoreau for a minute. Because he, in my opinion, has the weirdest career in all of Hollywood. Like, he's dipped his hands in everything. Justin Thoreau, let's just talk about a couple of the things he's acted in. He was in The uh, the Leftovers, the Damon Lindelof series on HBO, which was a real heavy, very serious, really like deep TV show about people being disappeared. Or I can't think of a word that I'm trying to think of, so it's <laughs> I keep repeating myself. Yeah, it's heavy. Uh, he, was, <laughs> he was the DJ in Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> like with the dreadlocks and stuff he was in a a bunch of parks and recreations episode he was the guy that dated leslie i think in season one or two the guy that always had to have the stories he was obsessed with having stories and uh so he was trying to get leslie's mom back together with like some old boyfriend of hers uh he's in he's like does like voice acting in random video games he's What's the thing I'm trying to think of? There's one really weird... Oh, he was the bad guy in Your Highness movie with James Franco, which was like a really dumb stoner movie. So those wow. are the, some, of, some of his acting credits. Let's talk about 
some things that he has written. Justin Theroux wrote Iron Man, the movie. What? Justin Theroux wrote Iron Man 2. Justin Theroux wrote Tropic Thunder. Justin Theroux wrote Zoolander 2. <laughs> okay. What? He wrote Iron Man? That, and that was just a thing he did, like, on, like, because he was bored. He's like, oh, I'll just write Iron Man and Iron Man 2. To me, to be in The Leftovers, which is like a, an award-winning drama, then to be also just the the weird stoner movie bad guy in Tropic Thunder, and not in Tropic Thunder, in Your Highness, though he was in Tropic Thunder because he wrote it. And then to, like, be in just a random string of Parks and Recreation episodes. And then, oh, what's he going to be in? He's going to be in The Spy Who Dumped Me as, like, a love interest in this random rom-com movie with Mila Kunis. And then he's he's in Rick and Morty, and he's he's in that Joker movie, and he's, like... What does he do? He just does what he wants because he's talented, so he can do it. He, he just dips his toe into everything. And I just think hmm. he's got a weird career, and I wanted to bring it up. Oh, well, that is... I did not... I was not very familiar with him. I wouldn't be able to pick him out in a line, so I don't, I don't know anything about him. You'd, you'd recognize him uh, if from Parks and Rec. He's got, like, a Vegeta-esque widow's peak. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, this is a Kate Winslet movie uh, about a detective in a small Pennsylvania town who investigates a local murder while trying to keep her life from falling apart. We have Kate Winslet doing an American accent in this, and I gotta say, she does a killer American accent. Yeah, hers is pretty much flawless. I sometimes forget, because she does it so frequently, I forget that she's not American. But then, you you know, you watch Titanic or any of the... The Holiday. The Holiday, and she's very British. Yep. But yeah, so this is this is a heavier movie. It's a mystery movie. I feel like uh, with these, when you make a movie about a detective or like a crime, it's sort of like a one-time experience because it's about the mystery. So these movies, I I don't tend to see in theaters, but I'll I'll usually will watch these when they're streaming on something. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of that Ben Mendelsohn show. Yeah, The Outsider. The Outsider, yeah. Yeah, it has the same vibe. I don't think there's a supernatural bent to this, but right. it has the same like uh, aesthetic and it has the same tone. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Uh, all right, so the Adele DeZinth trailer we have here is something called Doors, and this was intriguing here. Yeah, this is a little low-budget sci-fi movie where there's the, these doors pop up all around the world. And no one knows what they do, but they do weird stuff. And uh, this the protagonist. There's one that like pops up in his his land, and he won't. He didn't report it to the government or whatever. So him and his little group of people are trying to figure it out for themselves. And, and it looks like if they go through it, something trippy happens. Sort of like a 2001 Space Odyssey uh, type space trippiness happens. Yeah, the, the, there's one uh, scene where he's like. I'm through the door, but I'm seeing weird stuff. Like I'm seeing multiples of myself, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. I, was, I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I, that's weird enough. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. So this is cool. Like for being like a low budget sci-fi movie, it looks pretty good. I think it looks pretty interesting, and it looks like they yeah. did a good job with the budget that they had. Yes. Uh, the yes. effects looks good. The suits look good. The I like the the cast. Like I liked that the guy that appeared to be the main character seemed like a fun main character. Yeah, did you those suits? Speaking of those suits, did you get sort of an alien 
like the first alien movie vibe from the suits yeah they're sort of vaguely nostromo-esque nostromo yeah they have like all the 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 lacing like um like a g-suit has like a lot of you know g-suits have those lacing down the sides uh, so yep, you get them yep. really tight it was like that yeah so it's this is pretty cool looking sci-fi movie so i wanted to put yeah. this on here there's a bunch of random trailers came out this week so i, I was a lot more selective this week because there's like a they dumped about 30 and and 20 of them were uh like rom-coms or dramas about blonde women <laughs> yeah i think this was a good list um gaia and doors those are the two i'm interested in well other than mortal Kombat, but gaia and doors are like weird and uh-huh. intriguing so i want to check those out yeah those are the uh left field picks for this week and they're they're yeah. cool looking both of them they are indeed. All right, so that's all we have for the new new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yep. For our first question last week, we had, what is your most out there movie opinion? Could be a hot take or unpopular opinion, but it doesn't have to be. Weirdness is encouraged over negative hot takes. So Jay said Sandy died at the end of Greece. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says the whole, the whole movie was a dream while unconscious from her accident at the beach, which was mentioned earlier, uh, early in the movie. I told him I think that would make John Travolta the devil, and that put this all into perspective for me as probably a valid fan theory. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty valid, actually. <laughs> all right. Uh, the author of this question, my cousin Squid, said Watchmen TV show is an excellent dissertation on race relations hiding behind the worst fan fiction ever written. <laughs> I fully agree with that. Oh, I fully agree, Squid. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, so, like, yeah, it was well-written, definitely, uh, the, especially the the racial relations, stuff like that, and it's all, that's all good, and it would have been a very good series if it wasn't skinned in Watchmen, because there's no way Dr. Manhattan would come back ever. So I'm sorry, he wouldn't come back. They should have found a way around that. Well, I didn't even make it to that part. I quit, like, three or four episodes in, so. Yeah, it wasn't, it was I couldn't get past, like, the point of the original one, the point of that character, his, uh, the point of Watchmen is the six different ethical systems, and it doesn't work for his, and I just couldn't get past that. Yeah. So, But, yeah. you know, if you liked it, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. I'm fully, uh, so, geez, uh, Kevin said, I'm fully convinced Nick's high school English teacher sold his short story to Shyamalan for The Village. Now, tell me about this. Is he right? So he put this on here because he was annoyed that I didn't bring it up last week when I mentioned the Shyamalan thing with the movie Old. Uh, this is so weird that if you don't believe me, I understand. I, I'm i not lying. If you don't believe me, this that's fine. I don't care. This has been a really weird thing in my life since this movie came out, and I, I, I have nothing else to say. So I wrote a short story in an English class in high school. And my my short story was called The Woods because we had to write a short story for something. And it was literally exactly the same as the movie The Village. There was a a little town completely surrounded by woods. The people in the town wore yellow jackets, like yellow riding cloaks. And there was creatures that lived in the woods that had red ones. And they would even do the same thing where they stood on the stump at the edge of the woods like the kids for like a like a rite of passage type thing. And the main character in both mine and the movie, the Joaquin Phoenix's character's name was Lucius, which was the name of the main character in mine. And I did not have a Bryce Dallas Howard character. And I did not have an Adrian Brody character. 
Uh, in mine, the monsters were real. In the movie, they were Adrian Brody. I did not have a twist at the end where it was in modern times. Mine was just about the nature of like sacrifice and like what people would be willing to do for safety. But there's so many similarities to it that when I was at the movie theater when this trailer came out, I don't I don't know how to explain how I felt watching this trailer for this movie because I was sitting next <laughs> to Squid, my cousin, and I just I remember grabbing his shoulder really hard like. Because I, I, he had he had read my short story at some point before this, so he knew about it. And I just I remember grabbing his shoulder, like, like what's happening? Like, is this a real thing? Like, what is happening? So this is the weirdest thing that ever happened in my life. I don't know how it can be so close. I don't know how it can be so close to the movie without some sort of thing happening. So I, I really don't understand it. If you don't if you don't believe me, that's fine. I don't care. It happened to me. It's so weird. I can't explain it. You need to put a clip of uh, Ron Burgundy. I don't believe you. <laughs> if you don't, that's fine. I understand. I don't know if I would believe this story either. But it, it is what it is. And it's just a thing that I... Uh, Johnny Carson would say, that, you know, that is wild. That is wild. <laughs> yep. So that's Pretty that. crazy. Um, then we also had an, a late answer from episode 65. Yeah. So I forgot... I. I commented on it because we recorded on a Thursday that week and later Cater Gator a- answered on Friday uh, in the Friday morning. So we normally would have had that an- time for that answer. So I told her, I said, oh, I'll put this in the next one. But then I forgot for two episodes. So <laughs> here you are. Yeah. Uh, the question in episode 65 was, what historical figure would you like to see a biopic of and who should play them? And later Cater Gator said, I want to see one of Einstein played. <laughs> I want to see one on Einstein played by Werner Herzog. I'd also love to see one on Mother Teresa. But who to cast? Well, just don't cast Emma Stone because she's busy being Cruella Deville. Yeah, don't, can't can't do that. Yeah, but I would love to see Werner Herzog as Einstein. Mass is equal to. I can't even. What is, what was his thing? Oh, it was a uh, E equals M C squared. I would I would like to see the equation. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So better late than never, eh, later Cater Gator? Hey. Well, how can people write into us, Nick? Well, uh they can submit a short story to my English teacher, or they can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail dot com. They can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast, which is the best way to get in touch or just to keep up with the show. They can follow us for updates of new episode postings at Trailer underscore Blazers on Twitter. Uh, if they're feeling like generous souls, they can go on to Apple Podcasts and rate us and review us with a five-star rating and review. And if they do such a kind, benevolent thing, Quick Mickey's going to tell them what happens. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen now, okay? So quick Mickey's gonna get with you, and we're gonna put our heads together if you leave that five-star writing, we're gonna write ourselves a short story, and it's gonna be called The Hot Toys Killer, okay? And uh, it's about a guy who has lots and lots of those hot toys in display cases, and then also has posters of uh, various movies, Maybe like the movie Drive. And it's a story about how he leads a double life. And he goes out. And he finds out who has not been leaving five-star ratings. Regular listeners. 
people that are just catching up and binging it, whoever, and they busy. He's gonna mess him up like Sub Zero. He's gonna fret. He's see, he's got magic powers, but they only deal with the cold because he's from up north, and that's just they developed, you know. And so he's gonna use his magic powers, and he's gonna mess people up with like icicles and things like that. And it's gonna be called the Hot Toys Killer coming to not a theater to you, but like VOD or something like that. And so be sure to um, keep your ear to the ground on that one. And that's a tip. Thank you, Craig Mickey, as always, for your uh, effervescent and iridescent storytelling. For Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and my monsters are real. Happy, happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm a fun guy. Happy Trailsers. Welcome back to the video games one quarter portion of the show, folks. Um, Nick, uh, I have still only been playing two games, Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and you've still been playing The Avengers. I did beat the the main storyline campaign oh. of Avengers. So okay. I, I beat I beat the the long the very long end fight where you get to play everybody, which was pretty awesome. Uh, even though I shouted at the TV a lot, I did deeply enjoy it. Who is your favorite character to play? It's a toss-up because each of them have their own different things. I really like playing Miss Marvel. She's like really fast and stretchy, so I feel like you can get across the screen really quick if you need to. And her move sets are really fun. Uh, Hulk is fun if you can get on a good tear. Uh, but if you start getting blocked and hit by things, and it slows him down, and so if the, if you get your momentum thrown off as Hulk, it becomes frustrating really quickly. I also really like Thor because I just like Thor, and and Mjolnir's fun, and just every yeah, hitting people with your shield is very satisfying as Cap. If you can get used to flying Iron Man, he can be really good in the sky. Like you can get really fast and take stuff out. Uh, I suck at Widow. Uh, you have to be a little more talented than me to be good at her, I think. Uh, so, yeah, that's about... I think Miss Marvel is my favorite, though. Cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so that uh, pretty much no, no new news there other than Nick beat the game. Uh, oh, yeah. well, what are you moving on to next? Uh, since I beat the main storyline, now I have to do the Kate Bishop DLC. Okay, okay. Uh, all right, so then uh, we have a little bit of industry news here. What's this first one? There's some stuff happening with Bungie. So uh, they're they're working on a new IP that has not been revealed. They're doubling the size of the Bellevue office. Uh, I have a friend that works there, so that's the office that I've been to and like walked around the little museum area they have and looked at all their cool stuff, including that Halo, that Halo thing from the commercial. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, there's a rumor that they're working on like a TV show or a movie or something. No one knows what any of this is, so it's very, it's very like early stage rumors. So just some stuff happening at Bungie. So if you like Bungie stuff, you keep your eyes, 
Keep your eyes on the news cycle for that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, BlizzCon happened. I didn't know this. Right. So BlizzCon really low key happened this weekend, and they announced a bunch of stuff. They showed they showed stuff from Overwatch Two. They showed stuff from Diablo Four. There was. Uh, I didn't watch. I didn't watch it because I, you know, I don't. I don't care <laughs> that much, like about BlizzCon. But there's one thing, and I'll just go right into the trailer for this. There's one thing from BlizzCon that did interest me, and that was that Diablo Two, which is one of my most played games of my life, is being uh, remastered. So Diablo Two Resurrected is a remaster, not a remake, which is exactly what a lot of people were hoping for because they don't want them to wreck it. They just want to play Diablo 2 with, like, viewable graphics. So, you know, this looks like Diablo 2 with Diablo 3 graphics. Yeah. And they redid all the cinematics, too. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, When I was watching this, uh, YouTube was suggesting I watch the Diablo 4 cinematic trailer. So there's a Diablo 4 coming out. Yeah, so we talked about... They had a short trailer for it last year that we talked about a long time okay. ago. Okay. Uh, and then they put out a little rogue one, like showing the rogue character for, for Diablo 4 this week. And uh, I don't know when that's coming out. I feel like it's going to be a long time and they're just going to trickle stuff out. Like it's Blizzard. I think they take forever for things. Um, but yeah, so BlizzCon happened. There's some Diablo news. Some Overwatch 2 news. I don't think there was any StarCraft stuff, but if there wasn't, someone will let me know. Or if there was, someone will let me know. So that's cool. Diablo 2 Resurrected Remaster of Diablo, which I played so, so much. And then uh, we had a couple new trailers that weren't Blizzard-related. Yeah, there's the Six Days in Fallujah trailer, which some of the like video game podcasts are talking about this because this was made like 10 years ago, I think. And uh, it was controversial at the time, and so it didn't come out. But now they found a new publisher, I think, and some other team is like taking over this. Anyway, it's coming out, and it's very realistic. They did a lot of interviews with like over a hundred people, both like Iraqis and U.S. military uh, people, and did interviews. And so they sort of have made this like a very realistic portrayal of like going house to house and like. Very scary stuff. This looks like, uh, and and the game called. They should just rename this Anxiety. Uh, yeah, wartime anxiety. The game. Yeah, P, uh, PTSD. The game. That I don't. I don't ever want to have to live this. I. I mean, I. I listen. I've. I know about this. I've heard these people talk about this. I've. I've listened to podcasts and stuff. Like I know what this is about. I do not want to play this. Yeah, and the people that were there don't want to play it either. Uh, no. I. No. Mm-mm, no. Uh, I can just know about it. That's enough yeah. for me. This is a really uncomfortable video game trailer to watch. Like even just watching it is like I don't I don't wanna this is like it feels voyeuristic in a bad way. Yeah. It, it, it's like I don't know that a game's ever been made like this with this, sort of this vi- hyper realistic portrayal uh, instead of just this like, you know, mo- m- mowing through dudes Call of Duty style or yeah. you know That's whatever. our dad. <laughs> <laughs> we're oscar mike <laughs> uh yeah so this is i don't i don't know who who is gonna play this serial killers <laughs> <laughs> okay uh probably that probably that hot toys killer he, he's probably gonna play this yeah probably 
Um, all right. So, yeah, so that's that's happening. Uh, and then we also have an expansion coming out for... Marvel's The Avengers. This is the Hawkeye expansion. So they, they, I haven't played the Kate Bishop expansion yet, which is called Taking Aim. And this Hawkeye one uh, is coming out, and it's something to do with him seeing the future or being in the future because maestro was there who's like the future hulk uh and coming back because he seems to come back through time and there's some sort of kree invasion that he's trying to stop from happening and i think it's called like future imperfect or something like that yeah 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 and it looks like it's gonna be fun they so they kept showing maestro and i was like god maestro looks looks like somebody i've seen or something that i've seen before and i just now realized what it was he looks like a goron from zelda i don't know what that is i have to look that up look up gorons and look at the ones from the newest one uh the newest zelda (laughs) yep okay he does look like he does look like a goron from legend of zelda I was it was eating away at me. I was like, what does he look like? But it's a Goron, so Yep, that's what he looks like. Yep. This looks pretty wild though. Uh are there like sentinels in this? Uh those are some sort of Cree It's some sort of Cree defense thing. Because you fight one of those that was like buried underground in the game and it's like this big thing in the middle and you're running around doing other stuff, you know? And uh it looks like there's going to be more of that. I haven't played Kate yet, so I don't know how the archery mechanics work in the game. But there's a lot of stuff you can do with like ranged weapons in the main game, so I imagine it's pretty pretty intense. So mm-hmm. yeah, looks pretty wild. Looks pretty wild. It's a good game. It's a good game. It's a play. It's a good game. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got anything else, Nick? You got anything else? Not a thing. Not a finger. All right, folks. Well. Uh... That about does it for this episode of the Trailer Blazers. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, and I am an expansion of the original Ben Moon. Happy Trailsers. And my name is Nick Kelly, and I've doubled the size of my Bellevue office. Happy Trailsers. Armageddon. Win. Flawless victory fatality.